It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, we are there. Yes, the most all the way there. boring week of sports of the year. Luckily, yeah, the weather's nice, so we can get outside. The only league that decides, like, well, I suppose it's... I forget about the NBA because that that's also a worthless uh, all star. All the all star games are pretty meaningless for the most part. Yeah. Um, baseball used to be big though, yeah. like like when you and I were kids, it was huge because the National League guys never played the American League guys other than this. So it was a cool yeah. thing to see, and they or they in all the cared. It was, it was yeah. the all star game of the World Series. That's the only yeah. time they ever played. That's when we would yeah. see the Dodgers and the Yankees together. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it's. It is the baseball all star game, um, all star break I mean, today. Well, we're recording. I'd ar- I'd argue I'd argue it's still the the second best all star game though, out of all of them. It, um, NBA is just slam a jamma or by yeah, slam a jamma, which can the be worst. fun like giant bounce passes from Steph Curry to Giannis, but it's just it's just it it is the epitome of an exhibition. Um, yeah, the NFL is is terrible. They should just do a, a flag football game. Just pro, pro, I was gonna say the Pro Bowl. They're they're actually tearing down uh, Aloha Stadium. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see and, that. Yeah, the, it's it's I mean, gone, gone, what... and it's like I mean, it's been like a fly dying in a cupboard for thirty years. Like, there's no but way to rejuvenate. Doesn't Hawaii uh, play there? Isn't that uh, where the yeah, university but, plays? I, mean, I don't know, but they but they were just. I heard that. I heard that the other day that they're actually tearing down Aloha Stadium, which has been where the Pro Bowl was for years. Yeah. But I mean, the Pro Bowl is stupid because football players have such short careers anyways. They can't play hard and get hurt in an exhibition game anymore. That's why they're trying to get rid of preseason games. Like, because it's, you know, the Jordy Nelson effect. You know, you don't want to lose that dude in some stupid game that means nothing, you know, especially when your careers are so short because they're so big now and the equipment, you know, like back in the 30s and 40s when they had leather helmets and, you know, sweaters and, you know, nobody hit that hard because it hurt to hit that hard. You know, you know, people were drugged to the ground like rugby. That's fine. That's why they have rugby exhibition matches and stuff like that, too. They, these guys have mm-hmm. way too much money to lose. So the Pro Bowl by far is the worst. Um, yeah, NBA, probably. All-Star Game, second worst. Um, then All-Star, you know, you know, the All-Star Game. Although the All-Star Game this year, there's like 80 people that got put in the All-Star Game because of how many people backed <laughs> out to include our boys, Corbin Burns and Josh Hader. Like, yeah. yeah, so so it's just like, it's, it's got it's Williams Pro Bowl, yeah. like people are just like, yeah, I don't want to play it. Thanks for the vote, you know? And so, and then hockey, of course, has the best all-star game. And that's just it is. because hockey is always hockey, you know, it's. Yeah, there's just less checking. Hockey. It keeps it pretty open. They score a lot more, but that's just because, mm-hmm. I mean. Dude's, it, dude's it's not, not going like to lay out for, 
Yeah. He's not going to lay out for a puck as a defenseman to try and stop it from the goal. He's just going to let it go. He's going to put his legs together and try and stop it a little bit. He's not going to put his face in front of it. Yeah. And the all-star game tends to have a lot more of the scoring defensemen than, than Mm -hmm. pure. I mean, it has a lot of the pure defensive defensemen too, but I mean, like everybody's trying to score you, you put a line together with, you know, there, a really good team has one to two lines, you know, like Edmonton, when you have dry and McDavid on the on the ice, it's killer. Now every line is that good. <laughs> so, yes. And you're like, yes, exactly. there is no relent. There's no relenting. There's no like, well, this is just our grind line, and this is our line we put in with our defensive forwards. Like every line is the best forwards in hockey, and they're just going right. to come at you wave upon wave upon wave, and you're going to switch out your goalie every every period, which means nobody's really like in a game. Nobody's got that right. mindset. Nobody's in there. So yeah, it's it's interesting. And hockey kind of changes it up too because they actually have the kind of small tournament of the mm-hmm. different divisions against each other, right? Which is way more cool. Um, but hockey tries really yeah. hard to be different and make it. The, the thing is, like the other games are so kind of just stuck in their ways. I mean, like baseball's baseball. There's it's really hard to like switch up how you can do a baseball game. Football. Yeah. I mean. I've heard going doing a seven man and just getting rid of the lines and just having running backs and, and literally making a fling football game, which would be fine. I wouldn't be, I'd actually rather watch that than the garbage that is a not tackle, tackle football game. Just go seven on know? seven and let the defenseman play referee. No, let the defensive lineman and offensive lineman have a beer drinking contest on the <laughs> sidelines. <laughs> just anything. Yeah, for in the end, how many how many beers you drink is how many points you get as offensive and defensive line. Oh yeah, let's just go yeah. through this and how do we save these uh, all star games? Hockey doesn't really need saving; they do a great job. It's a lot they of fun, okay. and they're a smaller uh, fan base too, mostly Canadian. Yeah, yeah, and they should. Scandinavian. Yeah, they should. You know, maybe bring back a lot of those skills competitions they used to do and really yes. work those. Uh, the NFL should bring in a skills competition like the old quarterback club games. If you remember all those, those were great. You know, just longest throw, all that stuff. Do a seven on seven. Let, like you said, do something else with the uh, offensive defensive lineman. Just have them do, you know, strongest man competition in the meantime or something. Just something different and interesting. Um, Keg tossing. Yeah. How do you say baseballs, though? <laughs> Like that's, baseballs? I don't even know what you, I mean, basically just, it is the home run derby. And then maybe do a. Uh, you know, a slap bat competition, like who can put it in the left field the best and who can hit all three fields in three straight pitch or in the fewest pitches or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or break the outfield into five zones. You have to get a ball into each of the five zones. <laughs> fewest pitches wins or something. But they're going to they're gonna back out of that even more. I mean, unless you put like some seriously monetary things behind Because like we were just talking about during the pregame, Juan Soto is about to sign a half billion dollar contract. Like yeah. it's, it's below them to like, oh, I'm going to go make $10,000 slapping it to left field. I mean, even just like Roger Maris and Mickey it's Mantle. It's not about the players anymore. Name the even... teams and then just do something funny for a weekend. Just have a fun weekend in, in a fun stadium and go do something for the fans that's just goofy. I mean, the game doesn't matter. Just make it goofy at this point. Yeah, that's what I you mean, should do. But look at our, even, our, even our fan, even our favorite ones, Corbin Burns, who's a good dude by all accounts, and Josh Hader, who has proven out to be a good dude despite some Twitter harrowing Twitter things from earlier yeah. on in his career. Yeah. He seems to be a pretty good dude. They both backed out of the series, out of the all-star game. Yeah. Cause it's like, I got, I got play. better things to do. Like, yeah, don't make them play. Just, just send them to a place. Let them have a weekend and maybe do some like 
trick pitching and stuff like that. Just do something funny. Let, let them go and just kind of ham it up with their friends. I don't know. There's, there's not much else you can do with it. Cause... And, and make the All-Star break a whole week. May so, as well. Like, the NBA so because is... Otherwise the because otherwise the All-Star players don't get a break, and those are your best players. The uh, <laughs> the NBA gives them like a month, I think. The All-Star break is something like a month. I, I could be wrong yeah. there. I might be exaggerating. Yeah, they might give them the tell. whole entire month of April, right? And their All-Star <laughs> game is like three quarters of the way through the season, too. Yeah. So. Which, how about baseball does that? How about we do that? Move the All-Star game to the end of August, not halfway through the season. It it would make more sense the way that they do it because, I mean, it isn't, it's, it's kind of an, a reward for what did you do last year a lot more than it is what you're doing right now. This year. But, but some of the players that maybe are on teams that aren't going to be competing will kind of know. At game 181, you're, nobody knows. Like, look at the Nationals. They started off the season 19 and 31 and then won it with all the players who are getting paid way too much money on all the other teams now. Yeah. That was an amazing lineup. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, maybe if you do it at the end of August, like the guys who are on teams that don't have anything to play for anymore, maybe they'll go more all out because it's like, what the age? I'm not going to. You know, my my team's my team's twenty games out of first place. You know, like one of the other things that was mentioned is the like young futures game was played midweek against regular season MLB games. Yeah, what is I, even the point of that? Stupid, which is stupid. You know, it's yeah, it's like maybe make that the premier game. Then I don't know. Yeah, maybe that makes more sense. Maybe make them play. Make them play Blurns Ball. See, it would make more sense to have the the youth one more than other leagues because you know the NBA futures game is rookies and stuff like that. But the MLB right. futures game is a bunch of guys making nothing in the mm-hmm. minor leagues. Most of them right. are making very, almost nothing in in the min- yeah. major, uh, minor leagues, and let them come up and make them a real showcase and let people mm-hmm. get excited about the guys who are coming up. Because for and Milwaukee, you know, that's all we've got. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, you know, you know, and if you if you put a hundred thousand dollar head on who's going to be the MVP of the All Star Game, someone's really going to try. <laughs> you know, or yeah. put fifty thousand dollars on a futures home run derby. Yeah, someone's really going to try. You know, yeah, any of that? Maybe yeah. make it two parts during the week. Like make the futures on what would be today and tomorrow, then have the Major League home run derby the next day, All Star Game the next day, and then two days off after that. Just take. But thanks to the teams like the Minnesota Twins that don't put roofs over their stadiums, they can't afford to do that because now they have to make up so many games because it got rained out so much in the spring because God knows it doesn't rain in April. And, you know, even Prince said sometimes it snows in April. That's a song. You know, like that's, you know, it, it kills me. Like when it was so apropos in the, during that first Twins game against Brewers when they got rained out. It's like, yeah, I, duh. <laughs> it's like, this is what happens here, you know? And so, you know, and then in September, needless to say, White Sox fans, Twins fans, all going to be like, well, our teams have to play 33 games in 30 days before the end of the season. Yeah, you do, because you don't have a roof. Anyhow, but bring (laughs) it back. But, like, it would be nice to have, like, a trim it down to 154 games again and make a week-long All-Star. I don't know. Major League Baseball's got to change something, though, man. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Uh, the one thing we will say then now, just because I keep forgetting to normally do it at the beginning of the show, but you can follow this show on Twitter. It's on Twitter, in the Twitterverse, and out there in the Twitter sphere. however many different ways you want to say Twitter as if it's a place. Um, but you can follow the show at Pod. 
You can follow me at Not So Humble Hosts, and you can follow Aaron. Uh, well, Aaron, why don't you say it? Why don't you tell everybody how to you find you? You can find me at Cheddar Talk, John. At Cheddar Talk. There we go. That's, that's where I live on the Twitter sphere. <laughs> and actually, I'm kind of you know what? I would have liked to see now uh, Willie Adamas in the Home Run Derby. I think he'd be a good. Uh, he would have been a good candidate for that, but anyways. I don't want to put him in there because the home run derby always just ruins everybody's <laughs> swings. Well, except for Pete Alonso, who got knocked out by a rookie, man. Yeah. He won twice in a row, so now it's time to go. All right, everybody. We will start getting into our actual show now with a segment that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so really the only thing we've talked All Star Break, I guess, and like Aaron said, um, Burns and, and Hater aren't going, but Williams is now going in, so Williams yep. makes it in, which gives us, I guess, three. I mean, this is with you know Woodruff and um, Peralta being essentially injured for most of the first half. It feels like not not quite that way. Peralta's still not back, but it does feel um, like we've had that missing, so that changes some of that, but. There's not as much to really go for. As a Brewers fan watching it right now, you may see Williams get in as a reliever role for a little bit. That's about Mm it Uh, in terms of watching your own players. But we won't see Hayter. We won't see Burns playing. uh, And so that's – it is what it is. And none of our position players deserve to be in the All-Star game because none of them can string together more than a couple days of hitting in a row. I mean, when Andrew McCutcheon is the most (laughs) – maybe the most (laughs) – Deserving one to go. I, I mean, Damas has a lot of home runs, but when you're just north of the Mendoza line, you don't get to the uh, yeah, all-star no. game unless you're a Chicago Cub. <laughs> right. Yeah, I could vote. Remember that year that, that Fuku, Fukudome made it with like a 277 batting average and like four home runs and 12 uh, RBIs? I always forget about him, that he existed. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. it was something. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, well, the Brewers also didn't give us anything else to be particularly excited about in baseball on the way out here. Um, no. Really limping in. They, they go 3-8 and eight in their last 11, I believe. I mean, they limped into the All-Star game last year, too, which, I mean, and we were questioning Hater going into the All-Star game last year and the bullpen yeah. and certain things and the hitting and, you know, and <laughs> in the end. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it worked out. The hitting let us down at the, in the playoffs, too. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. <laughs> It's, I mean, it is. I, Still, if I remember correctly, the Brewers, I think we're on a three and 11 streak going into the all-star game last year and we're barely okay. ahead of the Cardinals. And then, well, it all happened and then it all fell apart. But anyways. Yeah, it was, I can't remember exactly how it went last year, but yeah, that's, that's something obviously we could have looked up, but it's, yeah, the big things are basic, basic research. It was very weird, I guess, going down the stretch because the, they played well against the Twins. Uh, Could have won them both, didn't. Uh, but they really, they really played well there. Um, had some bats going, and and so that felt like we had a real chance. Should have won the second one, and just gave up kind of late there. Got it got away from us. Uh, got into the ninth and got a was it one out double, and then a walk, and then Jace Peterson who had the, the to be fair the home run that was the only run at that time, and it was a one one game. Runners on first and second with one out, and he immediately hits into a double play. And then the Twins get a – was it a three-run home run, two-run home run? Three-run home run in the, the bottom yeah. of the ninth. 
So they walk it off there. Uh, and then just the heartbreaking way they lose to the Giants uh, in two of those games. The one on um, Sunday, or that was just they had no business being in this game. They were just – they were not in it. They were out of it. I mean, five-run third, and it was 7-1 to one in the third inning. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was the end of that game. I mean, it ends up 9-2. But they that was the one where the Giants just they they just couldn't stop hitting people. Um it was Ashby and then uh he only went one one plus Alexander. Alex, and then, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, Jason Alexander stepped in. And yeah, just th- they just kept giving up hits. You know, and if the Giants have a day like that where they're gonna hit and get a five run third inning, you know, they're gonna win that game, especially at home. But the other ones where the Brewers go in with a lead and give up a, a walk-off grand slam to lose by three. Um, <laughs> Off-hater. Yeah, yeah off-hater. I mean, like, and he gave Who up had several. a really bad week, by the yeah. way. Yeah. He gave, up, he gave up that three-run shot and the grand slam. Yeah. And so uh, me and Matt Tracy, uh, my other in-house uh, Brewers fan that I work with, we're discussing it today, and it's like, uh, in between hater with some of the stuff with you know, the, the pregnancy, like he did take a, a short leave of absence for a while yeah, from the team uh, early on in the season. So, I mean, there's stuff in your head, life happens, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, it doesn't yeah. take much for a relief pitcher to get knocked off his game mentally in any way, shape or form. And the one thing that haters always shown is that uh, getting smacked around really doesn't knock you off your game. It's other things. So I don't know. And his usage is way up. And like I said to, to to Matt too, was I was like, Hater's not a big dude. Like he's he's a, he's a tall dude. guy, tall guy, good arm. But I mean, like at some point, like where does the fatigue come in? Like Corp Burden's got that like buffalo strength to him, you know. Like just <laughs> him and Woodruff, they're both big burly guys, you know. It's like, and and you think back to um oh help me out uh the really great Yankees closer that. Mariano, uh, Mariano Rivera, like he wasn't a small dude either. Like he had some build to him too. Hater's kind of a thin dude, man. Like he's like, I, I mean, you, you wonder about the usage on him and like, just he got, he's gotten used a lot this year so far. And you wonder like, at what point, like, is that going to catch up? You know, like, I don't know, man. Like, know. and any of these, any of these, uh, any of these late inning relievers, like it feels like if you're using them more than, every other day or once every three days, like you're going to burn them up. So I don't know. Yeah. That does worry, that does worry me about hater. Like Williams has been play, pitching really well down the run. Boxberger had, had a couple rough innings lately here too, but it's otherwise been pretty solid for most of the year. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just backing into the all-star game, all-star break or what, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, um, I'm looking at here. He's he's already pitched 30 innings at this point. Last year he pitched 58.2, so he's, I guess, fairly on par with that. Mm-hmm. Um, last year he gave up 25 hits in 52 and two thirds innings. He's given up 23 hits already, uh, and he's given up 15 runs compared to the eight he gave up last year. Seven home runs yeah. compared to the three he gave up all of last year. Yeah. In 60 games that he played. Um, his strikeouts are fairly much on pace, it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 
some of his stuff is a bit up. His his whip is up. It's the highest it's ever been. It's a one point one three. I was gonna say it's just, something feels weird. Like it's like he's getting knocked around a little bit more. So well, God knows what it is. Last year he was at a point eight three five whip. Uh, mm-hmm. His previous high was his rookie year at a point nine eight six hits per nine innings. He's at 6.9, which is, again, the highest he's ever had. He's never been above 4.9 before. This is at well, and, 6. Matt, and Matt brought up something that I hadn't thought about in a long time either, and that was when uh, Gene Sakura used to play for the team, too. And remember, he sadly lost a child, like, during oh, yeah. the season. And he was batting 300 up to that point. Like, remember, Gene Sakura was, like, on the upswing to be, like, one of the best shortstops, period. Yeah. You know, definitely in the Brewers organization. Um and he was hitting 300 and everything was going well. And then sadly lost a child and then it was gone for a while. And he never came back and the Brewers ended up moving on from him. So he could have a change of scenery and stuff like that. And so it worked like, for him. He's, he's had some nice did, did. seasons after that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a world series ring, right? Um, I don't remember. Was he, he wasn't with the NAS was he for that year. Was he? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but anyways, but I mean, like it was, you know, and haters had some, you know, life stuff going on and it, it happens and it's not, you know, it, it's not to the extent of a Segura, but I mean, like me and you, I mean, it's just like, they, these are people too, man. They, yeah. they have things that happen, you know, and it's like, it doesn't take too much to knock you off your game. And then you get hit for a three run shot in a grand slam and, you know, where, where does it end, you know, and how, how far, how far can hater go, you know? and still forget things, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think he'll be generally all right. He, he, I mean, his ERA balloons to 4.5 right now, but mm-hmm. I mean, he gives up seven runs in his, well, just over seven runs in his last two innings that he pitched. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't even finish those innings, I guess, technically. So right. it's not even a two full innings. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, two games can really kill it when you pitched, 33 no in 33 games you've pitched 30 uh, look oh, sorry i'm just looking for innings but yeah exactly 30 innings pitched in 33 mm. games so yeah i don't know i think that'll that'll come back uh it'll be interesting to see if the brewers do try to make any sort of trades uh, coming up people keep trying to put up some things but i don't think the brewers have a ton to really give up at this point they've They've been making trades the last couple years, uh, and, and they really do need to build up their minor leagues more now at this point because mm-hmm. they're not going to be paying several of these people coming up soon. And then the the hist- the future of this pitching is going to be, you know, Ashby and Alexander. And yeah, you're not going to have you're not going to have Corbin Burns for six point five million too much longer. Like no, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that dude's getting massively underpaid. Yeah, I was trying to pull up what he's actually making right now and see where we are. Uh, I think it's 6.5 this year. Okay. Right? That, was, that was the arbitration. Yep, 6.5 for him, and that's, uh, that's 6.8 it, that's for Woodruff. Too, Neither of them is it. making Hunter Renfro money. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's it. Position players are making more than they are. Anastasio's uh, ownership is getting called into question because he won't spend on anybody. But, like, yeah, and the other thing about Burns is um, – they went to arbitration, and that's usually a death sentence for a team. If you take one of your players to arbitration, that means you're not going to have them next year because you didn't feel like they were worth what they were, and you had a judge tell you what they were worth. So, yeah, judge referee, what do we do? Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. And I don't always know what all their status means. So both uh, Woodruff and Burns are both arbitration one. Um, haters arbitration three. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just looking through a uh, sport track, uh, looking at the contracts here and everything. So yeah, I mean Hunter Renfro is arbitration three, and he's mm-hmm. um, he's getting seven point six five million. So he's getting paid more than both of them, and you're not keeping those guys. Uh, Rowdy Telez is arbitration one. I mean he's only making one point nine four only. I mean I would I would trade spots to do that. You know, just to be great. <laughs> but yeah. It's going to be hard when you sing like Andrew I mean, McCutcheon. I don't think lefty bat. I can, I can do that. Right? <laughs> I could swing and miss. I mean, I I could not bat what Corbin I, Burns I, bats in the major leagues. I'll tell you that because I just I know my I know yeah. ninety seven coming in. I, I'm not hitting. I've never done it. I, I can't just pick that up. And, you know, right? Figure that out. But yeah, no. But, I've, but I've got a shaved head like Rowdy Tellez, so I could you know. There you go. Off. I'd have to put on yeah. some weight to be Rowdy. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we were also our talking sh- about the. About um, the same got much bigger forearms, so. <laughs> we're talking about uh, Juan Soto here. I love seeing Twitter pretending that there's any chance Brewers trade from everybody I've talked to, though, and everybody who shows up on the people I follow for Brewers only do it as joke because every trade scenario includes things like. Free tour of the new Glarus Brewing uh, Company and uh, free, you know, free uh, weekend in Door County. And you're just like, okay, here we go. Um, so yeah, it's there's there's no no chance whatsoever. The, I the, mean, what happens? I mean, the the only thing I could see is though, but they they brought it up tonight during the All Star Game too, is that Juan Soto's going to get traded for MLB ready players. So you're not going to get him for a handful of you know prospects or anything like that. Like it, you're going to have to give the 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 nationals what they want no no you don't because the nationals cannot keep him and so it's going to be here's my thoughts i mean like the dodgers the mets and the yankees can offer you a ton of things and they'll Mm -hmm. outbid you in terms of what you can actually get back so Mm -hmm. when the nets are like we want ready players who who's trading you mlb ready players that that you know is 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 there and ready to trade them i mean right who is so close that they can get there, but can also give up an MLB player currently? I mean, I'm just looking at the teams that have the kind of cap, and I say cap, that's the wrong word, payroll, payroll, because there is no cap. I mean, who can pay for that and give up players? Um, well, the my, only, my, only thought, my only thought process is that, on, that the Brewers with the with the the Burns Woodruff window hater window, you can kind of feel it's like all kind of crashing down kind of real quick here. Like sooner or later, the Brewers are going to be in a rebuild here real quick, you know. And yes, we have to build up the minor leagues, blah blah blah, whatever. Or what happens? Like we've been clo- the team's That's been the close enough the last couple of years. Why don't you sell the rest of the farm to get Soto for the last half of the year? You know, albeit CC Sabathia, and make a good run down the end and have him powering the middle of your lineup and maybe putting a charge into it. I don't even know what position he plays. Left field, right? <laughs> left field, correct. Sorry. <laughs> left field, right? Left field, right? Center? I don't know. Center field, yeah. left. Left field, right? <laughs> but either way, I, I, but like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's a thought process there too. Like, sell the farm and make one last run here, and then we're gonna go into 
um, rebuilding hell for three years, you know, like the Houston Astros did a couple years back and just, you know, sorry, it's going to be a couple of rough years around Milwaukee, but we have to, we're going to build the system back up slowly, but surely I, I don't know. Like I, if, if you, if you were to try and sell me that bill of goods, I might be okay with it. If you're going to be like, Hey, we're going to make one last shot here. And this is all we got. We're going to just go for it. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. All right, do it then. Oh. No. Instead I just of, don't instead think of that... a, Instead of a first round out or maybe make it to the NLCS and then lose to the Dodgers, you know? So. that He doesn't put you better than the Dodgers. That's the thing. And he's yeah. nice and he's he's 23. He's making 17.1. Might, 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 might put a charge into your team. You don't know, man. Like Maybe. I might, don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It, it did last year with when they brought in Adamas. I'm just looking at the where they've been spending their money in in um, DC, and they're paying 10 million to Josh Bell, mm-hmm. um, 15 million to Nelson Cruz, 23 <laughs> million to Patrick Corbin. Um, yeah, so that's where they maybe, are. Then, maybe 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 instead of going for Nelson Cruz, they should have probably just went ahead and like floated that same contract extension to Juan Soto last off season. <laughs> And maybe he would have. Well, his his agent is also Scott Boris, so like you're not gonna. No, pull it's gonna be the one. biggest number that you can you're not, get. He's you're gonna, not gonna pull, pull the fast biggest one number on him, like, yeah. which is why he's gonna go to the Dodgers or the Yankees in a year, or whenever. I mean, I guess he's he's arbitration too. Uh, so whenever he's available, he's 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 just going to one of those teams because you get Boris because you want the biggest contract possible. Uh, Four hundred forty million over fifteen years wasn't going to cut it for him. That means one of two things. First off, he thinks he can get more, and Boris always takes his guys to free agency. Mm-hmm. All right, he doesn't negotiate in season really. He takes them to free agency, so it does mean that maybe it's just I want more money, and I'll see what it is in free agency. Uh, or he just really, really hates being on the Nats. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Could be too, because they're they're in full rebuild too. But yeah. so so I'm not sure what arbitration two is. So does that mean like he could potentially be a year and a half player? Um, I'd have to look that up to get a, so, a better so, answer. So, I mean, depending upon how the arbitration works, like, well, why wouldn't it behoove the Brewers to, like, rent him for half a year, arbitrate him, and then trade him to the Yankees? <laughs> I don't know. Does that is that a thing? Could you do that? Because if that's the case, then yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's, so, let's, let, let's shake them dice. I don't know. Somebody out there right now is one one of our one of our uh, one of our listeners, uh, not in Belarus because we we're at war with Belarus right now. We don't like Belarus. Uh, this podcast is at war with Belarus. No, I won't say that. That's not a real thing. Jeez. But uh, one of our listeners in Sweden right now is like, even I'm from Sweden, and I know that you cannot do that with the baseball players. And I made him Italian. <laughs> okay, so in years, baseball contracts are super weird. So years yeah. zero through three. Team holds absolute control, so they've got them there, and they're locked in. Years three through six, players considered arbitration eligible. Um, but then after six years, actually, and they, they can become free agents. Um, yeah, it's a whole big thing. And then, yeah, you've got to go to an arbitrator. They will usually just an arbitration panel in most cases. I can't remember if Major mm-hmm. League Baseball uses three or one. They probably use three. That's the most standard, I I'd have to look. Panel. Yeah, it's a panel of independent arbitrators. Uh, rules in favor of either team or the players. 
yeah. So basically, I mean, if anybody who doesn't know what arbitration is, is essentially it's like going to court, except for you, you don't have a jury. You have essentially three judges who in a normal arbitration, you each would pick one. And then each of those judges picks the third together. They, they come together and pick a third. But Major League Baseball arbitration uh, for this and for arbitration, they use an arbitration for uh, penalties and things. That's who Ryan Braun presented to when they caught him with steroids the first time. Um, it's basically it, MLB just has a panel of judges. Yeah. They have a panel of judges that are just on constant retainer that they just use. Uh, they're always paid for by MLB. And so, yeah, that's how that, that goes. But yeah, it's, yeah. So we'll have to see. Uh, well, there's, there's no chance he's a brewer. I, I don't know what the brewers are going to do. They better do I something. They should they should try something, I guess. My, my guess is it'll be something more like Tellez, like last year. Um, something under the radar where you're looking for a guy who's got a little bit more control, um, who's under the radar, who you can get for a lot less because he's you know backing up uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. or something like that. Uh, somebody who you've probably been watching and looked at and tried to fit into your system. And Telus was a great example of that last year. Adamus was a pretty good example of that too. Uh, fits the the mold of being good up the middle defensively. Actually, Telus is underrated defensively. He's no, a he's very a, good he's defensive a, he's first a, he's baseman. A good true, he's a good true first baseman. Yeah, he's a very Kent. He's a very Kent Herbeck first baseman. Like, <laughs> yeah, very, very smart just, with the ball. And like when yeah. he gets a play, he he knows how to turn it into two. When he can, he does. He does all the little things. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he moves he's well. Good. He moves well on the infield for a big guy, which yes. is the most you can ask for a first baseman. So. <laughs> right. Very um, Rich, Richie Sexton like. Yes. Yeah. Richie Sex. Richie Sexton was not good in the field. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't really no. think of him in the field as much as at the bat. But yeah, Tellus is actually a very good fielding first baseman. Uh, Adamus is part of that thing where they want to have good center fielder second and short just to be really covered in locked in up the middle and i'm okay uh, with i'm okay with adamas too i really am yeah and, and he's been very good he had a couple of really nice plays this last week uh that that really helped solidify the the a couple of games there that, that went well uh it would have gone a lot worse than losing three to the giants uh if they hadn't done that which i guess you know we kind of started talking about those but that giant set, the not just the you know we talked about the grand slam that just you know just just heartbreaking. Uh, the next day they lost on a balk, which I don't even understand that call. You watch that thing. I've, I watched it. I don't know how many times at this point. He's going backwards and steps off the rubber. Yeah, and it's a balk. He doesn't come back to home. He doesn't start moving towards home. He's looking, moves back and takes his foot off the rubber. And I guess the only thing you can say is he doesn't quite fully clear the rubber entirely, but there's no way the ref or the umpire saw that. They don't give a good explanation as to what it was or why it was a balk because they don't have to. And so they just don't. There's like, no, no, it was, it was clearly a balk, we feel. And it it was weird. It wasn't good. And that cost them the game. Like in a in a tie game in that scenario, they changed the outcome of the game on that call. And sometimes, yeah, box do end games. I've watched the Brewers win on walk-off box. I've right. seen it, I think, twice. It does happen. That, and this wasn't a right. walk-off box. The Brewers had a chance to do something else about it. 
and was and Angel Hernandez uh, Empire? <laughs> no, shoot, I don't remember who it was. Okay, because um, he likes I mean, to make it about him. So they all do, especially in, in, in major leagues baseball, more than more now any other than sport. before even too. But yeah, yeah, more than did we, I mean, I, gr- I grew up with I grew up with Tim Cheetah. Tim Cheetah had a uh, winter home in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, and his kids went to Turtle Lake School. Tim Cheetah, do you remember him? Like, uh, I know Tay Cheetah. Tay Cheetah is the women's prison. No, not, not, not <laughs> Cheetah. Oh, not Tay Cheetah? But okay. no, Tim Cheetah. Actually, Tim Cheetah was the one at first base when Kent Herbeck lifted Terry Pendleton off the off base. Off the base. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and, and Allegedly. That's a good story. That's a good story. No, he's, he, was, he was one of the better umpires um, growing up. He was a... Uh, American League umpire back when the Brewers played in the American Leagues, but uh, okay. um, yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, no, it's it's just a weird thing. I like, yeah, it's it's a weird way to lose a game. Um, yeah, sorry, I know we're all over the place. I was going to go back to the players that we were talking about, like you're talking about Roddy Tellez or getting someone underneath the uh, radar. Yeah, unless you want to finish your thought. No, no, I'm pretty well set to say that I hated it. I hated that call. I thought it was wrong, <laughs> and I think everybody thinks it was wrong. I've seen people on other teams who popped in to say they thought it was wrong. Uh, right. No Giants fan, but I wouldn't expect them to. And, you know, you shouldn't expect that they have to give you that. No. Um, they're rooting for their team and they're just going to sit there quietly while this happens because they're okay with having gotten that win, however it happens. And we would have been too. You know, like I would have been completely fine to it. We would have probably said we were confused by it, but we'll take it because we mm-hmm. try to be very honest about our takes on this um when the packers get a call here and there we frequently are are sitting there like i think we got away with one there you know we try to because the packers are definitely beneficiaries of calls as every nfl team at some point during season is a beneficiary of a ticky tack call Mm -hmm. or a beneficiary of a no call and you know it happens and normally we're just like oof got away with that one yeah <laughs> and sometimes, oh, it's like, it's, and sometimes it's like we think Rodgers, they got it right aaron Rodgers face mask before throwing the uh, hail mary to richard rogers like yeah i mean it met the definition it would i wouldn't have been did. i would have been a little upset i guess if if they hadn't called that one just because it did pull his face mask over almost to his eye Right. Um, pulled his helmet, you know, over. So like the side of the helmet's so hitting slightly, his eye. Slightly, but not an overly egregious face mask either. Like just I would have slapped. I would have been mad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it meets the definition of the rule. Of I would have been upset if they didn't call it, but I don't think I'd remember it today. It, you know, like one right. of those where it's like in the moment you're like, I can't believe they missed that. And then later on, you're like, oh, yeah. But I mean, we're not Lions fans sitting there trying to find reasons why we lost that have nothing to do with the fact that our team got outplayed. Well, um, the next play after that is the reason why Calvin Johnson retired early from the NFL because he, you could see his heart just <laughs> stop beating on the sideline and sit down and go, "I'm done. This yeah. is stupid." Anyways, um, no. So what I was going to talk about this is one of the more thing, one of the things that what flew under the radar that, um. I heard, I think it was Drew and KB were talking about it on 97 through the game out of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, sending Keston here at a triple A just before the all-star break because <laughs> Craig Council was saying he wasn't going to get the at-bats up in the majors and he wanted to move him down so he'd get the at-bats. And so the question was, so who in the lineup needs the at-bats that Keston here can't have? Because Keston here has been kind of hot lately. Well, why are we keeping a spot for Colton Long? He's a way better fielder. He's a better fielder, maybe. Way better. But you know what? He's he's not he's not hitting any better. No. And defense defense has been suspect as H lately. 
on the Brewers, like from everyone. So Colton like, did have I mean, an error um, in that last series. Still, yeah. but I mean, everybody defense has been super suspect lately, and so it's like so. But why? So he's hitting. Why wouldn't you keep him up in the majors to hit? Like, does it really hurt to take this other person out of the lineup? Like, uh, why is it essential that we get Kesson Hira at bats or uh, get Colton Wong at bats or Luis at bats? I mean, like, Kesson Kesson Hira was hitting well. Why not let him keep hitting at the major league level? Why this up and down with him back and forth? Like, like, do you want to like Kesson here is definitely the best bat out of those three names I just said. Outside of Adamus's power, Adamus has great power, but as far as just like hitting, like Kesson here is, they need to wake that bat up, and it was waking up. And then, oh shoot, we're gonna send you down to Triple A again. Like here we go. All right, so how's that gonna how's that gonna help his confidence at all in any way, shape, or form? Like, and like like I said, to to help. What like put him in the DH then? I don't know. Whatever. Like get him his at bats. Like uh, nobody else is hitting well. Like who who on this team is hitting so well that they can't be in the lineup every day? Well, at this point too, Rowdy's been hitting in a, in a kind of a cold slump as well. Um, All he does is hit doubles and home runs. Well, yeah. not as much recently. He hasn't been hitting as much of anything recently. Anything it's, it's, recently yeah. at all. I mean, he didn't hit. He I didn't mean, have a single like eighteen straight hits or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're saying I'm trying to look. Even if I cut it down to the last thirty days, because he's batting slightly better. If we we're going to talk about just batting average over this time here, uh, I guess you know, in the last thirty days, he's batting three twenty five or three twenty four. Right. So I mean, that's that's nice to see and then you get 224 from Colton Wong um I don't know I I think you fear he's gonna pull it out either way I mean over the all-star break you send Keston here there over the all-star break because nobody's hitting right now nobody's hitting right now except for the the all-star except for the guys in the minors because they're not taking an all-star break right now probably I can't remember when their all-star breaks happen no they're all in the all-star break at the same time okay then I mean, so, so, so you just sent him down for nothing and brought up a relief pitcher for nothing. They like making a lot of moves. We'll say that much. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't understand that. I trust Craig Council to an extent, but it's like, dude, like, I, I mean, I know if there was someone to trade, it'd be, it'd be Wong. Like, I understand there's a kind of a defensive, defensive leg between him and Hero. I get yeah. that. <laughs> Yes. I do. No, I really do. Yeah, no, I know. But I mean, but you also got. But at the same time, like, huh, are you gonna are you gonna put your faith in Hero or not? Like, what is it? Are you just gonna are you just gonna um, mess around with this kid for the next three years, seeing bouncing him back and forth until you run out of options, and then trade him away for a rookie ball pitcher? Like, yeah, I'd like to see him what, get, what is, get him going. What's it going to be? You you're, you still have a bang, banner of him outside the front entrance of Ampam Field. <laughs> so so what's it going to be? Are you going to play him or not? Yeah, I'd rather see him play. I mean, uh, you're right month, there. Last month was the closest he's been to he where he was in 2019, and then you optioned him to AAA. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. 
they've been keeping McCutcheon at that DH spot, but that's you know, and Renfro's been nice out in the outfield, and he's batting two forty two right around now, and he he hits all right, and he's got a little pop. He's got that big arm too, which is great to have in that corner mm-hmm. spot. That's you fine. got Yelich in the left, and he's actually batting pretty well now. Recently, he's been pulling up, uh, bat up to batting two fifty one. Um, yeah, and then the, your other outfielder is um, is well, right now it's Jonathan Davis, I guess. Jonathan Davis. What does Jonathan Davis have that Hero couldn't give you in, in the lineup? The center fielder. I mean, that's move, the answer. You can, you can move people around. Yeah, I mean, you could put the, the problem on this team isn't the defense has been sus, but they if you're not scoring runs, you can't. What are you going to do? Stop every single run? Yeah, are the other. Like, I mean, are we going to be? Are we going to be like the Packers this season? We're just going to win every game ten to nothing. <laughs> no, but center field is a. I mean, it is center but... fielder and corner fielders are different. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I really do wish they had they had a better answer in center field right now. I mean, that that's quite honestly. I mean, I guess the other thing you could do is put McCutcheon in center, and then you could DH with um. Yeah, you know, then you sit Davis down, and then you DH with uh, with Hira. I mean, honestly, if, if you want to keep play, McCutcheon in that, if you're going to play, play defensive over bats, you should have just kept Kane then. Yeah, no, that that's a fair point too. Obviously, they. They had an idea that Kane wasn't worth something. I'm not saying it all makes sense. They had an idea that Kane was to the point where whatever his glove was worth doesn't overcome the fact he didn't have the bat. But at the same time, they're saying that... I'm guessing this because they haven't said this. Your guess is that Hira, they're saying we need to work on his bat because you know we can't put him in the lineup with his glove and we'd rather keep him in for his bat so let's get his bat better in the minors and if you know it's one guy's glove keeps him out one guy's back keeps him out what is the priority on this team and it it has tended to seem to be defense except for obviously Lorenzo Kane pushed that because it isn't defense with him that was never the problem with him it was that no. he was not hitting right um yeah and and Wong definitely if you're going to say that there's one thing he's got yet it's still the the glove that he he's got that's better than Hira and Hira's been hitting really well in the recent stretch, and the Brewers are playing good teams in their recent stretch. You know, if you say over the last thirty, I mean, I guess hitting against the Pirates and the Cubs isn't as impressive, but hitting against the well, he wasn't even in the lineup for the Giants, I guess. But I mean, oh, Twins and such. So yeah, it's that could be part of it too. I guess I'd. I don't know. I'd like to see Hero playing more, and I'd like to see the team believe in him because I think he needs that. And I would like to see—I just like to see him out there more because I would like to see him make that bounce back. Because I think essentially he went out there, he played really well. Uh, they got a good book on him, and he's just got to work through the things that are in his book, which is you know working on that high, not swinging at the high out of the strike zones uh, fastball. And then learning to hit some of that stuff that's a little bit away. So, I mean, like, he's he's had some problems with a couple of things there, and he just needs to work on those. And he's been getting better. He lays off that high fastball a little bit more in the last several weeks, which is why his average over the last 30 days was 324. He started to not swing at that because that's how they were killing him. Any two-pitch count was going to be high heat, and he was going to swing. 
Well, what's like what's that. what's crazy? What's crazy is too is he's getting dinged for his defense, but even though even when he was at his worst, he's still hitting better than some players that are currently on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but still, he has to come in and beat out the people in a position that I mean, like if he's out hitting Severino, it doesn't matter. If he was out hitting Narvaez, it doesn't matter because he's, he's not out taking hitting Jonathan Davis. Which is also not a position he plays, so he's not replacing I mean, just I'm, anybody. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's like, how do you shift your lineup to to do that? And it's like, I, he's a better. There's lots of teams that overcome inability to play in the field. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and to get their better bats in the lineup, like and, the Yankees and the Dodgers. Well. <laughs> what they do is they just sign a better player who plays that position. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm just like, saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like yeah. it's you know, it's like. You, the one problem this team has is it's bats. Yeah. And if you're going to prioritize defense, when you have good pitching over someone who can actually hit, there's something wrong there. You're planning on winning every game one to zero. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's trying it's to win apart. You can't do that. It's, uh, you, no. You need run production. Anyways, so I think this horse is dead. Um, well, I mean, they are top that. 10, I believe, in run production. And they, they are, but it's yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah. They're number four in home runs, too. Yeah. But yeah, you I mean, tell me, you, but, but you know, it, it doesn't pass the eye test. I don't know what eye test means anymore. I mean, like, it's hard. I get that. And I would rather they were able to hit better for average because then they'd be pretty unstoppable if they could also hit for average with the amount of power that they have on this team um they're inconsistent which is what you, you get you when you're want, you prioritizing hot, power you they, they need to do something so they're not so hot and cold yeah i mean that's what got them in the playoffs last year they went cold except for rowdy Telez, who yeah. knocked in two-thirds of all three of their runs in the playoffs the pitching well, wasn't the problem they were unable to produce runs and we've talked about I've, we've talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast last week and the week before. Mm-hmm. Like the teams that win in the playoffs are able to produce runs, produce right. them, not just get a dude on and then the next dude pops at four four forty. Like you got to be able to win. You got to be able to do something. And the Brewers are completely reliant on the long ball for for run production. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. The hard part is the Brewers have to do a lot of things with their strategies that those teams that beat us don't have to do. Uh, The Dodgers, Mets, and Yankees are all spending twice what the Brewers have. Twice. Twice, yeah. Yeah, it's a way way to lower. Yeah, $130 million to $260 million. That's the gap. You have to double the amount of money you do spend in order to actually be there every year. And the Brewers, I mean, this is the, the longest stretch the Brewers have consistently made the playoffs. And granted... The playoffs are bigger now. So, I mean, it is it is less mm-hmm. impressive because um, I'll tell you, when they had Yount and Molitor and, and Gantner, that team would have gone to the playoffs four or five years in a row if you were mm-hmm. saying that they could get in as a wild card. And probably uh, would have won one, too, as well. Yeah, probably. Uh, so, I mean, like, it's just it is different now. So you can't really compare these two things because the number yeah. of teams is more than doubled. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it's a different thing that you're talking about but i mean like yeah even they're just they are so far of all these teams i guess the idea is be more like the braves because they're only 50 million more than what the brewers are spending 
you know, and it's even and the that's Blue Jays said, are that's sporty. I said earlier about the Juan Soto thing. It's like if you're telling me you're going to sell out for one year with this team and just go hog wild for one year and just go uh, balls to the walls and try and make it to the World Series and let's put together some all star lineup and we're going to absolutely completely destroy the farm in the process. Go ahead, because that's what the Royals had to do, and they did it. They didn't do it all in one year. They made several trades right. for several players who they brought up together. A lot right. of them, like Kane, came up because he was not an MLB. They did not trade him for MLB guys. They traded for right. minor league guys who were going to be MLB guys. They they did it at the time, though. But the Brewers yeah. are out there, and they're their window. Like, the Brewers should have. The, the Brewers had this like they're they're writing this like they're they're doing like what we always talk about in the NFL like when you always draft fifteenth like you'll never get better <laughs> like hard. how Seattle was forever like Seattle just always drafted like fifteenth to eighteenth the Vikings were kind of in that same boat too like they just never got a really good player the Vikings only got Randy Moss and the 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 Seahawks hit on Russell Wilson in the third, third round out of nowhere, yeah. you know, like you can ride that mediocrity train so long. And I'm not, I'm saying like high mediocrity, like you're always going to make the playoffs. Yes. I love my brewers always making the playoffs, but right now where we were in 2019, when we were playing the Dodgers and came that close to the world series, we had Yelich playing at, 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 high-end MVP yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Back in the early 2000s, we had Braun. We had Fielder. Before that, we had J.J. Hardy on the team, too. Like, And there was, like, well, stars. There was, like, hitting stars. There were people that could that that were good on offense as well. Back then, our pitching sucked. That will, but anyways. When you talk about, like, bringing Braun and Fielder and Hardy and Weeks all at the same time, right. I mean, that's exactly what the Royals did. And that's no, how, that's how you saying, have to do this. Yeah, you have to bring them all up. You have to get a bunch of minor leaguers that's, all together. That's that's what the Astros did. And the Pirates Tuve did. And everybody else. Right. I'm saying that, too. But you know what? At this point, the Brewers have strung out this thing for five years. Yeah. And now and now the people that are on the team weren't people they brought up. Like, none of these are – almost no one's a homegrown product anymore. These are all plug-and-play trade players that they've sold their farm system to. So why not just give it one last run at the end mm-hmm. here? Because you're not going to get any better. The farm system already is, is is bare at best. Sell the rest of it. Make one last push, and then wholesale <laughs> start the dumpster on fire, burn it to the ground, and then build it back up. And if you're 47 or, and whatever the wor- math works out to, to 162 next year, then to meet the Cleveland Spiders, then go right ahead. So you know, like the alternative I mean, though is nothing is is take these guys and and, and trade all of them. Right before the, you know, you're saying like, well, we're not going to make it. Is our goal to to build a team that'll actually win it, uh, and it's not going to be this team. It just isn't. No. And if you say, well, then the next thing is, let's trade them all now and let's not get players. Let's or let's get players, but not not major league ready players. Let's fill what we can in the major league roster, and let's build up a big system with a bunch of guys we can bring up all together. So That's you can bring really up a, hard to do when you're in first place of a division, though. Right. You can't be yeah, because you can't walk away place. from that, right? <laughs> like, so you won't. We won't, and I'm not expecting that they would. I'm not actually advocating for it. But that's the other way you go is you say, if that's – because this is how you win as a small market. That is how that, you get that, – that, that would be that would be very hard to sell to your fan base when you're in first place. Right. And you'd, you'd be better off – you'd be better off blowing – you'd be blowing, blowing it all for one last shot, and then you could say, hey – we tried. 
now yeah. we're going into the hell that is, you know, a yeah. uh, small market team building back up. You'd be better off doing that. Like you could sell that to the fans. Like, Hey, we tried, we got Juan Soto. We got this dude. We sold everything for it. It was our last shot to get to the world series. Now we're going to have to build up and do like what the Royals did. Well, we did back then what the nationals did and everybody else what did. the pirates like, it, did when they a, got McCutcheon. Yeah. Right. It'd be a much easier sell, like, and, and a good sell too. Like at least it'd be worked that way instead of, yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna just patch a team together again with uh, you know what we can here again this year, and we're gonna be first or second place in the worst division in baseball, and we're probably gonna get walked out in the first round, and you know, and maybe we'll be a wild card team. And Craig Council's excellent at using well, the the things that he has in front of him to cobble this thing down the road. You know, we'll start like, to, we'll start trading everything off and rebuilding when the Cubs get good again. Because that's what the Cubs are in their their process of doing it now. So right. we'll see. Anyhow. All right. All right that's really all right we can go that. in. We've spent an hour talking baseball and how we're going to rebuild the team and why Juan Soto, this, that, and the other thing. There's really nothing else particularly. Well, they drafted going there. some players too, and nobody cares. And oh, yeah. Baseball if, draft. If there's, if, there's, if there's a bigger crapshoot than the NBA draft, it's the major league draft. Yeah. <laughs> and you won't see any draft. of those players for, for forever. So that's for, the other problem. At least three or four years. So yeah, and uh, um, and and the fact that people are getting after the Brewers because they drafted the Brown kid, I think his name was, out of Coastal Carolina. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, know. and they're like, oh, pick the Brewers way overstretched for him, and it's like, who? It's they were the, it was the twenty seventh pick. Like they've been picking a lot of outfielders the last couple of years. Yeah. Going after some infield guys is going to be a good idea in the next couple of years here because that's yeah. what the, they're going to have to bring up a bunch of guys yeah. together, and that's what's going to have to happen. Yeah, Matt Holiday. Matt Holiday's yeah. kid got picked first overall. Did you see that? Oh, Matt yeah, Holiday's kid, and then number two was another uh, another guy from that same era. Anyway, so it's like, oh, here's all the kids of all of our, you know, yeah, like that, the there. Toronto game I went to where the uh, starting lineup uh, uh, against the Brewers, <laughs> uh, number one was Biggio, number two was Bichette, number three was Guerrero Jr. And I'm like, oh, Vlad Sorry. Guerrero Jr. And I was like, oh. What is this, 1996? What's going on here? I don't, I'm not quite sure what's happening. All right. The only other things, um, the Big Ten Media Day for football is coming up. Graham Mertz will be going there along with Keanu Benton, uh, the nose tackle, and Nick Herbig. Uh, best Nick Herbig joke is always that only Wisconsin could go in recruiting into Hawaii and come out with a kid named Nick Herbig. Herbig, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, also, just to kind of give, we like to do this every now and then, Northwoods League, which is a great league. If you live anywhere, yes. Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, uh, I think there's some Indiana and stuff in there, too. Go, go check them out. Minnesota, yeah. too. Yeah, I said Minnesota. Yeah, like, oh, like the Duluth Huskies ended up winning the, there's four divisions here. So, wow. like, there's the Great Plains East, Great Plains West. First half division champions, because they do first half, second half, and then season stuff. Uh, first half champions of the Great Plains East was the Duluth Huskies, who beat out the Eau Claire Express by half a game, literally wow. half a game. They were nineteen and fourteen, and the Express were fourteen and fifteen, <laughs> or nineteen <laughs> and fifteen. They they played one more game and lost it, and then they lost the division. Yeah. Uh, Loggers finished third at uh, sixteen and eighteen. Uh, the St. Cloud Rocks went twenty five and eight in the first half, won the Great Didn't Plains they just West. See the Dock Spiders. No, the Doc Spiders are in this league. Doc Spiders finished second in the Great Plains or Great Lakes West. So it's Great Plains East West, Great Lakes East West. Great Lakes West is is all Wisconsin teams. So 
Rafters, the Wisconsin Rapids Rafters went 29 and 6 and won the first half. Uh, Doc Spiders, 19 and 15, nine and a half games back in second place. Wow. Lakeshore Chinooks, which is, I believe, the team that Robin Yount co owns, yeah. uh, finishes third. Yeah, then the right. Madison Mallards. The Wausau Woodchucks, who went seventeen and nineteen, and then the who Green Jim, Bay. Who Jim Gadner was their manager for the longest time. I don't oh, know if he is anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he is now. I don't uh, think the he Green was Bay there. Rockers. Back when I lived in Wausau too. The Green so, Bay yeah. Rockers, which used to be the Green Bay Booyah, like Booyah Bay, and then there's also they used to be the Green Bay Bullfrogs. They are now the right. Green Bay Rockers. Um, Doc wow. Spiders, by by far and away, our favorite team name. I think, uh, generally speaking. Uh, oh, that's right. St. Claude used to be the River Bats. That's what they called themselves. Yeah. And the, does, um, does, does Thunder Bay still have a team? Uh, I'm double checking. So that, there was one Canadian be out team here. for the longest time. I don't see them. So there's like, yeah, mostly other Minnesota teams there because I've been in one of the okay. Great Lakes teams. Yeah. Uh, Traverse City Pit Spitters. <laughs> that's pretty great. Kenosha Kingfish finished 17-19 uh, fourth in their division. Did you see uh, AJ Dillon take out their uh, uh, mascot? The mascot, the kingfish, uh, Elvis, yeah. the kingfish. He's okay apparently, but yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. got trucked. Decided to do the Oklahoma drill against uh, AJ Dillon at the end of the uh, charity softball. And that does give me the other little bit of Packers news. They had that, but if you guys don't follow AJ Dillon's Twitter, he is the most likable Packer right now. I think oh, it's absolutely. him and Bakhtiari are, are the only real two right oh, yeah. answers. Bakhtiari's I think Bakhtiari's up there, yeah. Um, AJ Dillon was filming a, like a commercial at Lambeau field and stopped filming because a, uh, Lambeau field tour was coming through. And so he went out and took pictures with all the kids on the tour. God, what? Come on. Like how great course, is this of guy? Course, of course, of course he did. <laughs> no, Bakhtiari has always been great. And, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Jerry Alexander used to be pretty good too with, uh, uh fan relations. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah. All right, but we, we've taken up plenty of time going over a lot of whatever oh, this week, so it's been great. Yeah, we did a but... <laughs> lot of nothing this week, but anyhow. All right. Just wanted to get you some Northwoods League updates, but uh, thank you again for joining us this week, uh, whether you're in Wisconsin, across the U.S., or around the world. Uh, remember to follow this show on Twitter. You can find us at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can find me at Not So Humble Host, and you can find Aaron at Cheddar Talk. Remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.